4: the Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun. It is going to be a good one tonight. We're going to talk national divorce again. And we have, we have a New York post columnist coming on friend of mine, Carol Markowitz to argue with me about it. We have general Milley trying to defend himself about being a traitorous piece of crap who should be in the brig right now. Joe Biden commits yet another impeachable offense. I'm going to get to that here in just a second. And it's a doozy. Do you trust the United States military and running over cyclists who are in the way? All that is coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. And at first, look, we might as well dig into the big thing first. I have been belittled by my own staff right before the show began. I feel that I've been challenged unnecessarily. Here's how the sausage gets made here at the world-famous Jesse Kelly show. I can say world-famous, Chris. You showed me the international numbers, whatever. They come up with a bunch of stories. Now, I send them a bunch of stuff throughout the day, and then they'll come up with a big list of stories for me to pick out that we can talk about during the show. They send me a lot. I try to narrow it down and send them 10 or 12, and then they make fun of me because I get to two or three every show as I get distracted by random other stories and things we talk about. Look, it's, it, you know, focus is not exactly my forte. Today, there are so many stories to talk about. Apparently, as I look at the desk here, I overshot a little. There've got to be 15. there got to be 15 here. They're mocking me again right before the show, saying I'll get to two or three. They're wrong. Today, I'm churning and burning through these bad boys. I'm going to get to every one of them, and they don't think I can, but I'm going to get to them. But first, let us begin at the beginning. Now, I'm not a child. You're not a child. I take that back. A lot of people listen to that with their kids. Most of you aren't children. I understand a certain amount of dishonesty is expected when it comes to political leaders, leadership of any kind, I would guess. But we build that in when we're talking about politicians, don't we? Congressmen, senators, certainly the president. Now, you want it small. You want it to be, well, I hope you're lying to me for the right reasons, kind of like the wife, does this dress make me look fat answer you give? The answer to that question is always no. That's what you call a lie. That would probably be along the necessary lines. You know, God doesn't love a liar, but he gets you in that exact moment kind of thing. And then there's lying about really, 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 really big things. Um, There is no getting around what Afghanistan was. We spent 20 years, trillions of dollars, Lives lost, limbs lost, and at the end of it, when there was never a clear mission, we just packed up and left, we left Americans behind, and we got 13 of our warriors incinerated. And Joe Biden, he is the commander-in-chief, he is the president of the United States of America, and he was asked... Point blank. And credit to George Stephanopoulos, which I can't believe I'm saying that, Joe Biden was asked point blank, Joe, did they tell you to leave some troops there so this whole thing wouldn't turn into this gigantic disaster? Here's what Joe Biden said.
0: Your top military advisors warned against withdrawing on this timeline. They wanted you to keep about 2,500 troops. No, they didn't. It was split. That, that, That wasn't true. That wasn't true. They didn't tell you that they wanted troops to stay? No,
5: they didn't argue against that.
0: So no, no one told your military advisors to not tell you, no, we should just keep 2,500 troops. It's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can do that. We can continue to do that. No,
6: no one said that to me that I can recall.
4: Okay, that's pretty black and white, right? That's pretty black and white. That's the commander-in-chief attempting to defend the biggest foreign policy disaster in half a century for the United States of America. Well, today... I mean, every once in a while, these Senate hearings are actually worth something. Today, a bunch of senators called forward Lloyd Austin and Milley and McKenzie, and they were asking these guys some very point-blank questions. We're going to go over a lot of it tonight on the show. But McKenzie, Milley, they were asked today, did you tell him to leave 2,500 guys? Here's what they said.
5: I recommended that we maintain 2,500 troops in Afghanistan, and I also recommended earlier in the fall of 2020 that we maintain 4,500 at that time. Those are my personal views. I also have a view that the withdrawal of those forces would lead inevitably to the collapse of the Afghan military forces and
6: eventually the Afghan government.
0: Yes, I understand that. And uh, General Milley, I assume you agree with that in terms of the recommendation of 2,500?
6: What I said on my opening statement, and the memoranda that I wrote back in the fall of 2020 remained consistent, and I do agree with that. This committee is unsure as to whether or not General Miller's
0: uh, recommendation ever got to the president. You know, obviously, there are conversations with the president, but I would like to ask, even though uh, General McKenzie, I think you've all made this statement, did you talk to the president about General Miller's recommendation?
5: Sir, I was present when that discussion uh, occurred. Mm -hmm. and I'm confident that the president heard all the recommendations and listened to them very thoughtfully.
4: All right, that was a lot of talking, and one has to really respect whoever's voice that was that sounded like he smoked a carton of Marlboro Reds every single day. That's what I want more of in my senators. Anyway, we're setting that aside. We're setting aside the senator who sounds like he eats a sofa for breakfast every morning, and let's talk about the reality on the ground. Joe Biden stood up on camera and said, I was never told to leave 2,500 people behind. His generals, two of them, that was a two banger, his generals, including the chairman of the joint chiefs, just stood in front of the Senate and said, I told him to leave 2,500 people behind. That's an impeachable offense. Someone's lying. Either the chairman of the joint chiefs is lying Or Joe Biden is lying. And these are huge lies. These are lies that not only embarrassed the United States of America. These are lies that got 13 men and women blown up at an airport. Uh, We haven't forgotten about them yet, right? I know you haven't. I haven't. Those were brave, brave warriors standing in a place they should never have been standing and they died specifically because of how we handled Afghanistan. If the president of the United States of America is lying about what he was told and the chairman of the joint chiefs just said he was lying about what he was told, uh, how do you explain that away? I mean, look, how do, how do you explain that away? Millie's up there today saying, hey, look, I gave him a bunch of options.
7: General Milley, were there options given for keeping American troops in Afghanistan rather than the unconditional chaotic withdrawal? Yes. You presented options, and those options were declined.
6: There were options presented and debated.
7: Yes or no. The decision was made. Yes sir. Yes or no is fine. Did you at any point create options for keeping Vagram open beyond July 2nd? Yes. Did you provide options for keeping Vagram open directly to the president?
6: Yes. Okay.
4: What's anybody going to do about this now? Okay, let's be honest. I'm, I'm not I'm not an idiot. The Democrats aren't going to impeach their own president, but today was probably a more important day than you or I will actually give it credit for. I think today mattered a lot in the long run because when you become president of the United States of America, this is true of all of them, Republicans, Democrats, doesn't matter. When you become president of the United States of America, right away, there's a honeymoon phase. For, for every single one of them, there is a honeymoon phase, not with the opposing party. They're already miserable and they they hate you that they're there or that you're there. That they, they, they hate life. They just lost the election. It's the world coming to an end. But for you and your own party and most of middle America, there is a honeymoon phase there, a honeymoon phase where you can get away with some things. You can take some bold steps with executive orders. you can push for legislation early on. I mean he just got here right let's get him let's let's get him moving let's let's give him a little boost and help him along. I think we're entering a different phase and I will explain exactly what I mean in just a second. but first Mike Lindell he's the guy who invented my pillow. you know I should point out Mike Lindell. The guy who's been out there screaming from the rooftops about election integrity since the election. It got him banned from all the big box stores. Yeah, the one that's actually out there fighting for the country. He came up with Giza Dream Sheets, the best sheets I've ever owned in my life. And I love all your emails telling me you got some and you feel the same. They are glorious. And right now, for a limited time only, they're buy one, get one free. You need two sets anyway. You need a set to throw on the bed as soon as the other set goes to the wash. Go get them. Buy one, get one free. Because when you use the promo code JESSE after you go to MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, you get them, buy one, get one free. Or maybe you're on the road, just call 800-845-0544, 800-845-0544, promo code JESSE. Enjoy yourself. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we uh, we got Carol Markowitz coming up in like 10 minutes. Well, 15 minutes or now to argue with me about national divorce. I'll get to that in just a moment. Should be pointed out, again, if you weren't here for the beginning of the show... I have the guys print off a lot of stories every day, and then I get to like two or three. Apparently today I had them print way more than I thought because there's all this interesting stuff, and I told them I was going to get to every one of them. We're one segment down, and I haven't gotten to any of them yet, so that I'm a little bit concerned at this point in time. Don't worry. I'll be able to pull it off. Plus, we got emails today. I'll take some phone calls. 877-377-4373. But like I was just saying, okay, Joe Biden, he gets up. This is from August. Remember, this isn't ancient history. This is like yesterday. From August, he sits down with George Stephanopoulos, and he says, no, I was never told to leave 2,500 troops
0: behind. Your top military advisors warned against withdrawing on this timeline. They wanted you to keep about 2,500 troops. No, they didn't. It was split. That, that, That wasn't true. That wasn't true. They didn't tell you that they wanted troops to stay? No, they didn't
5: argue against that.
0: So no, no one told your military advisors Did not tell you, no, we should just keep 2,500 troops. It's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can do that. We can continue to do that.
6: No, no one said that to me that I can recall.
8: And
4: then I'm not going to play it for you again right now. I'll play it later on. But Milley, McKenzie, all these generals stepped up today and said, uh, I told him. Now, what do I mean by the honeymoon phase being over? It's been a it's been a rough what, eight, nine months for Joe Biden. A real rough eight, nine months. By any measure, it's been a rough eight or nine months. It's been scandal after scandal after scandal after scandal. And then Afghanistan came. Well, look, you've disliked Joe Biden from the beginning. I've disliked Joe Biden from the beginning. I didn't need any nudging to think Joe Biden was a disaster. When Joe Biden gets so toxic that he becomes a liability from his for his own party, that's a great moment for us because that means everything stops. All this radical left insanity stops because now people don't want to be associated with him anymore. And we are approaching that level at warp speed. In fact, we might be there. This hearing today was a big deal because, rest assured – If there's anything these people do, they're all sociopathic nuts, so they pull everything, right? They pull everywhere and everything. What issues would they like? What issues are they mad about? What do they like about me? What do they hate about me? They pull absolutely everything. They know. Democrats know. In no uncertain terms. The Afghanistan mess, they can ignore it all they want, move past it all they want. People are really, really mad about it. A lot of people are really mad about it. And now... It looks like it's all Joe Biden's fault. Now, if you take the issue that is polling the worst for your party at any particular moment, and you find out the guy at the top who already wasn't that popular is 100% responsible for it, well, all that's going to do is make you more angry and me more angry. I'm not talking about us. What it's going to do is it's going to take that Democrat congressman in a swing district who knows he's got a fight on his hands and he's going to start walking away. He's going to start not supporting the next bill, the next initiative, that senator, that senator who could go either way. That senator is going to be pushed away from the radical left instead of toward the radical left senators like Kristen Sinema, who's already floating things like maybe going independent. Why do you think that is? Look, I, Kristen Cinema. I'll be honest, I have a little bit of history with her. Now, I don't know her personally, but when I ran for Congress back in Arizona, she was in the state house or state Senate, I forget. She was in the state legislature of Arizona at the time. And no, I don't know her. She campaigned against me a little bit. It wasn't personal. I don't care about any of that. But she was known, well known back then in Arizona to be two things. Well, actually, she was known to be three things. I'm only going to discuss two here on the national radio show. Those two things were: a) she was a radical leftist. That's right, Kristen Cinema was a radical leftist back in the day, and b) she was known to be a very, very, very savvy politician. Very good at what she does. Now, why in the world do you think Kristen Cinema would be throwing around things like "I might just go independent"? You're seeing signs that should make you feel good. Yeah, look, I'm looking at a sea of crappy stories. I'm going to get to here in a second, but I'm looking at a sea of crappy stories right now. And there are going to be all kinds of stuff we go over tonight. There is. There are things out there, trends, that should make you feel good, that should make you feel better. I mean, Gen Psaki... She's having to answer questions, actually difficult questions, because the American media is so sick of being stonewalled by her.
8: And just one more. As, As he sat down with Prime Minister Modi last week, the president said that the Indian press is better behaved than the U.S. press, and then he advised him not to take questions. Can you explain why the American
9: president was criticizing U.S. reporters in that setting? Well, I would note first that he took questions on Friday, and he took questions again today. And I think what he said is that they're not always on point. Now, I know that isn't uh, something that anyone wants to hear uh, in here. Um, but what I think he was conveying is, you know, today he might want to talk about COVID vaccine. Some of the questions were about that. He might want to talk about um, and, and some of the questions are not always about the topic he's talking about in that day. I don't think it was meant to be a hard cut at the members of the media, people he's taken questions from today and, and on Friday as well. Go ahead.
4: I do admire the word salad that has to, that Jen Psaki has to come up with every single day. You have to admire it. She's not as bad at her job as people like to imagine. She's actually outstanding at her job. I'd love to see you or me stand up and defend a radical communist dementia patient as president who you don't even get access to. What are you supposed to say? She gets up there and lies like she should lie. I think she actually does a really good job. But when the American media, the absolute nutball, radical, damaging enemy of the people, American media, when they're even starting to get a little bit testy with the Biden administration. The bloom is off the rose. The honeymoon phase is over. And that doesn't mean all the bad stuff is going to stop. It does not mean that. But what it does mean is this. You're going to see it slow down, and eventually you're going to see it grind to a halt. Yeah, you got your honeymoon phase where you shut down oil and gas leases. You got your honeymoon phase when you blew up Afghanistan. You got your honeymoon phase when you flooded the country with illegal immigrants. You got your honeymoon phase after the the COVID vaccine mandate stuff which is so horribly not only unconstitutional, just flat out tyrannical. You got all these things done and all these things made you and me feel like we're surrounded and it's hopeless and ah the world's coming to an end. Honeymoon phase don't last forever. Soon You got to go back home and live with her, and then you just pray she doesn't fart in her sleep. That's where we're at now, and the press is getting a peek under the covers in its mails. That's where we're at. Now, you know I've been a fan. Well, I've been pushing for us to get a national divorce. People hate it. People love it. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. I feel it's necessary to avoid bloodshed. I'm worried there's going to be violence, and I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Carol Markowitz, great columnist with the New York Post and friend of mine, disagrees with me. So much so, she wrote a column about it and me. We're going to talk to Carol about this next. We'll hash it out.
10: Next
2: these, my Jack Alexis, somebody teddy, who kind of It is the
4: Jesse Kelly show. Good grief, Carol Markowitz bringing the rap music on the show. I'm hip. I'm super hip, Chris. I am hip. Anyway, joining me now, my friend, columnist with the New York Post, Carol Markowitz. I've been I've been teasing Hi. it all show, Carol, that you were gonna come <laughs> on here and tear me to bits about my national it's divorce right. idea. Fire when ready. <laughs>
7: Hi, Jesse. Thank you for having me.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: Well, I, you know, I I feel like a lot of people are saying like, oh, you know, um, a lot of the voices about national divorce. I mean, you or Michael Malice or Dave Riaboy, um, they're surprised that I wrote against it because I feel like they, they know that I'm friends with all of you. And, they, it, you know, disagreeing with friends is no longer allowed, apparently. But the main thing that I want to say is that I absolutely agree with all the reasons Why? you might think a national divorce should happen. I just don't think it can happen. And I think because it can't happen, we need to focus on like what can realistically be done at this point.
4: Okay. Now, why why don't you think it can happen? And let me clarify. I, I want to clarify, as everybody knows, it's not like I think everybody's going to be an adult and come together tomorrow and let's just divide up the country and go our separate right. ways. I only come at this from an angle of, one, I think it is already happening slowly as people move Mm -hmm. to different places. And two, I'm really, really genuinely worried about this thing getting violent and ugly here. And that's the last thing I want for anybody. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. So that's why I push for it so hard, not because I think it's about to happen, because I want it to happen so no one gets hurt
7: right you're absolutely right and the thing is i even like presupposing like let's say tomorrow we can divide up the states Mm -hmm. you know you take this one they'll take this one etc let's say we could do this bloodlessly let's say we could do this easily let's say uh, i'm willing to assume all of that which we know that that that's not the case but let's just say we can i think that what what we're missing here is it'll be a very temporary solution things change all the time you if you were living in a red state you know 20 years ago I use Colorado as an example in in my piece because Colorado was a very reliable red state, and then the last re- Republican that they voted for for president was George W. Bush in 2004, and they haven't voted for another one since. So it went from being a reliable red state to being a very reliable blue state fairly quickly. So unless we're planning to make this giant, you know, transition every 20 years, things change, and in my lifetime. Ronald Reagan won New York State. He won California. Mm-hmm. We don't see that happening again for a while, but it happened. And so I think things change so quickly and fairly dramatically in this country because we are so such a new country that we can't really divide it up by ideology and then count on the ideology not to change.
4: Okay, that's, that's fair. But if we don't... If we don't have anything in common, Carol, and it, I don't yeah. feel like we're about to have anything in common, and I'm all mm-hmm. game to be corrected on that, if we don't have anything in common, I don't even need to point fingers to say, why do we live together then? Why are we a nation at all? Because of nostalgia or tradition yeah. or, or what, what? Why?
7: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I tweeted this uh, you know, yesterday or two days ago that the last time I was on your radio show, you asked me what... But uh, what do we have in common as a country? Like what 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 values do we share? And I, I think about this so much because, you know, I, I have a lot of liberal friends. I live in New York. I, I should be able to come up with what values we generally have in common and I've struggled with it. I again I I, I think you're coming from a very sane place where we've reached a really bad point. Um, I just think that the solution can't really be this national divorce for really just technical reasons where I don't think that it's plausible in any long-term way. I think the solution will have to let us do this anyway because we've had 19 months of them not letting us do this, but it has to be more individual rights. We have to allow people to live with more individual rights in the spaces that they live. One of the things I say in in my column is 3.2 million people voted for Donald Trump in New York State, one of the bluest states in the country. I mean we can't just throw the whole state away, right? That's three point two million Trump voters who what we're gonna just like leave them behind. It's it's a really tough call and it's not quite so simple as just redrawing the country line.
4: I, I look I agree it's not so simple. But actually I should clarify when I talk about divorce i believe there should be mass migration i'm actually doing it for those people because the truth is carol i'm in the suburbs of texas my life has not seen much of a drastic change since coronavirus came we were in grocery stores we were throwing july 4th barbecues my kids are in school Mm -hmm. unmasked life's life's drastically different than every time i go to new york city I want the people in New York City and and California, too, and and stuck in these blue places to be able to live the way I live. And I know they want to be able to live the way I live.
7: Right. But what if the, the, you know, Texas is already experiencing a large amount of migration from California? How are you going to make sure that it's not the blue wave that's coming from California? Like, how do you, let's say we do divorce, let's say we redraw the boundary, let's say we do have red states that are, are. you know, firm in their conservative beliefs. How do you keep the blue out? The ones who just want to come there for the lower taxes, or maybe just pick up one part of the conservative, you know, ideology, but not the rest of it. I mean, how would that work? What about the kids that are born to conservative parents who end up being liberal or liberal, you know, parents who end up being kids, their kids end up being conservative. I have some really good friends in New York who have a very conservative teenage son. And, you know, (laughs) what happens to them? It's, It's just, it's a lot of it, it's it's just not quite so simple to keep things ideologically pure, even if we come from a a really divided place in the first place.
4: Okay, fair enough. Then let me ask you this: <laughs> Where are we going, Carol? Because I'm not I'm not trying to be over the top for radio when I say I do see this ending. With oh my gosh, I hate to even say it. I do see this ending in violence of some kind. I do. We hate each other. There's already been political violence in this country, a ramp up of it, especially over the past couple years. The rhetoric is not getting turned down. It's getting turned up from Hochul to Biden to all of them. I, I, where are we going then? If not divorce?
7: I think we have to win. I think conservatives need to win. And, and I, I hate that. I think that we have to hit rock bottom in a lot of places for that to happen. I think, you know, the idea that we just want to be left alone um, should be something that liberals believe too. Uh, and it's not right now, obviously, because they, they win all the battles and we never get left alone. But I think in a lot of places, things need to get really, really bad before they realize what they're doing. And I do believe that conservatives can win in these blue places as things progress to a really bad level. Um, And, you know, again, I'm a New Yorker. Obviously, I don't want things to get bad. But I know that New York needs to get bad for us to elect a Republican mayor to understand that crime is a problem and that homelessness is something that we have to deal with. And all, all these things that kind of get ignored by the left because they're you can't quite talk about them. You're not allowed to say that crime is bad and homelessness is bad and all these things. I think we do need sometimes um, to hit rock bottom before things can get better again.
4: Okay. So for New York City, and we've only got about a minute left here. In New York City, mm-hmm. that means, and I don't think you're wrong. It sucks. But New York City's going to continue to circle the bowl then for how <laughs> long until people wake up?
7: Uh. You know, I I use kind of masking as a shorthand for a lot of this. I understand that masking is not the only issue in the country, but I use, I I think, in a place that's masking two-year-olds and forcing two-year-olds into masks is a crazy place that that is circling the bull. So um, I think until they snap out of their COVID insanity, I I think we'll continue to head on a downward trajectory. I really do.
4: (sighs) Carol Markowitz, you are the best. Go read all her stuff in Thank the New you, York Jesse. Post. Thank you, Thank Love you. for coming. You. Appreciate it. You. See? You can disagree. Hey, look, I don't think she's wrong. I, I, I'm not telling you that I think the adults are about to sit down and just say, you know, this isn't working. Let's just go our separate ways. I just don't want to see anybody get hurt. That's really what I want, and I see that coming. All right. Speaking of getting hurt and not getting hurt, Do you have your hero 2020 gun yet? Do you? You should. It's a non-lethal gun. Husband and wife driving home from dinner. Stopped at a red light like you've done a million different times. Gets swarmed by an angry mob. Imagine how scared you'd be. They're pounding on the glass. They're cussing at you. They're yelling at you. They get the door open and start dragging him out of the car. He gets his hands on his hero 2020 non-lethal gun shoots his attacker twice in the chest with it. Oh my you can't you can't possibly understand how brutal this powerful chemical pepper irritant is, but it floors these attackers. They have to back away. Couples alive to this day because of Hero 2020. Hero2020.com use the code Jesse. It'll get you a special discount. Remember, state law restrictions may apply. Miss something, there's a
3: podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. What is this music? What is this music supposed to be? It's, it's, I don't even know what that is. That's terrible. Don't play that again. It's bad enough Chris rolls out Van Halen. <laughs> all right. Did you see this? I, I'm going to get to all the other stories. Like I said, I would in a second. MasterCard, they've rolled out a new plan. You know what this is? This is honestly, sometimes I just appreciate people who are innovative and thinkers and just come up with things that have never been thought of before. You know what MasterCard's new thing is? Buy now, pay later. Isn't that wild? It's a card where you walk in and you take possession of something using the card, but you don't actually pay for it until later on. I'll tell you what. They say America isn't innovative anymore. I don't know where these people get off. <laughs> All right. Look, Biden's not going to get out of this. All right. This is a big deal. This this is it's going to be a problem for Joe Biden. A big, big, big problem. Lying about what he was told, what wasn't he told on an issue that matters is what's gonna make this matter.
0: So who and his military advisors told him it'd be fine to pull everybody out.
9: I'm not going to get in specific details of who recommended what, but I, can, I would reiterate a little bit of what I conveyed before, which is that there were recommendations made by a range of his, his advisors, something he welcomed, something he asked them to come to him uh, clear eyed about, uh, to give him candid advice. Uh, what is also clear, though, and I'd also note again what Secretary Austin said today, is that was not going to be a sustainable, over-the-long-term troop presence. We were always going to look at escalating the numbers, at potentially going back to war with the Taliban, at risking casualties. That was not a decision the president was going to make.
4: That was a long gobbledygook answer. The reason I say this matters more than other things is this is the thing people are mad about. This is the thing people are mad about. You know, it's, it's look, if you forget to take out the trash and you forget to take out the trash cause you were uh, out golfing with your buddies, not the end of the world. As long as you forget one time, right? It's Not the end of the world. Okay. Maybe the old lady will have to take it out. Maybe your kids will have to take it out. Not the end of the world. If your lawn is too long and you're losing your dog because the grass is so high and the wife is already furious about it, and then you decide to go play golf with your buddy instead of mowing the lawn, that becomes a big deal because it was already a big deal. Joe Biden has told a million lies. Basically, everything he said since he became president has been a lie. But it, none of it rose to this level. Why? Because people didn't care that much. You heard Selena Zito come on our show, what was that, yesterday. And she said, remember, she's the one that gives you and I the scoop on what middle America actually thinks, not what far-right nut jobs like us think, what middle America actually thinks. And she said, middle America is not letting this Afghanistan thing go. They're really, really, really mad. They're really mad about being embarrassed. They're really mad about 13 Americans dying. This is the thing everyone's mad about. So Joe Biden's lie here means more than Joe Biden's other lies. This is the fact. This is the fact. Now, let's move on because I have a bunch of stories I promised I would get to. I do think we should play this particular cut of audio, mainly because, well, maybe I should ask you about it first. You said they come up with an audio list for me every single day. Most of it's stuff I've sent them. Some of it's stuff. Some of it's stuff that Chris and Michael have come up with on their own, and they give me little brief descriptions with numbers on it. You know, none is Biden mumbles, and that basically could be all of them. But, you know, eight is Saki says this. And number 10 is Josh Hawley rails Secretary Austin. Now, I'm going to ask you to play this in a second, I think, but this is family-friendly,
11: right? Okay, go ahead and play Josh Hawley. Before I do, Secretary Austin, I have to take issue with something you just said. I know this is an administration talking point. I've heard it out of the mouth of the press secretary and others. We are not leaving Americans behind. That was your quote of just a minute ago. With all due respect, sir, you have left, past tense, Americans behind. We have no presence any longer in Afghanistan. There are hundreds of Americans, and not just Americans generally, civilians you left behind. Against the president's explicit commitment not to leave until all American citizens were out and to safety. That is not what happened. And now we have people who are desperately, frantically trying to get out of this country, coming to me, coming to members of this committee, asking for help. They can't get that help. They're stuck behind enemy lines. So please don't tell me that we're not leaving Americans behind. You left them behind. Joe Biden left them behind. And frankly, it was a disgrace. <clears throat>
4: We need to, you know what? go ahead and reach out. Let's get Senator Hawley on the show. I mean, Senator Hawley has been dynamite and that was him railing against Secretary Austin. Let me let me just clarify against. We need to make sure we're putting keywords into the sound descriptors just so there's no confusion on the air. Moving on because I haven't gotten to a single story and I promised I would try to get to like all 15 of them today. It, look, you're gonna get a lot of things on this show. A well-thought-out, organized, professional show is certainly not one of those things. Not in a million years. (laughs) And if you miss any part of the world-famous Jesse Kelly show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating, leave a review talking about how handsome I am, and we will take some phone calls tonight, I guess, begrudgingly. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Here's an email. This is one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me. Hi Jesse, I'm an American, grew up in Texas, currently living in Switzerland. I want to go to Switzerland, by the way, not to get distracted. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. I hear the cheese is amazing. Aren't they famous for fondue's and stuff like that? I love a good fondue. What are you? Sh- what are you li- lifting your hands for? I think they are. Anyway, I went to a fondue restaurant once total blast there uh I forget the name of it it's this chain and you sit down it's a great date spot fellas hear me out i always get these emails where should i take my girl out on a date find a fondue restaurant you sit down and there's this uh, uh contraption in front of you where they're clearly going to put a bowl of something no not that kind of something chris that they're going to put a there's a bowl in front of you And she sits across, and you either order breads or veggies. Don't order veggies, buddy. You don't want her to think you're a chick. But you can order breads or veggies or meats, and then you pick your fondue, and they bring it out, and they put all this stuff in the bowl, and that's I do my own sound effects. They light it up on fire, and it melts down into a cheesy thing, and you take these long forks, and you dip it in the fondue. It's fantastic. Anyway, I should probably get back to the email. I don't know where I was going with that. I listen to your podcast every morning, and it's such a great start to my day. Often I can't sleep at night as I'm consumed with worry about what I see happening in the U.S. and have such a bad feeling about what's coming. I fear for my kids, all in the U.S., and my family, and frankly the entire country. What I want to say is that listening to you each morning is the absolute best way to shake off the dread I feel and actually laugh about the absurdity of all that is going on. Somehow you're able to report all the doom and gloom in a funny way and make it not seem so bad. Anyway, just saying thank you and please don't ever let them cancel you. All the best. You know, that's a nice email. And I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that. And I think that it's important for us, all of us, myself included, to keep something really, really important in perspective. I'll tell you what I mean in just a second. It is the Jesse Kelly show. We still have a ton for you, including running over cyclists who are taking up the road. BK's coming up about 30 minutes from now. I did see this, so I have to rant on this for a second before I get back to the stories. And yes, I'm going to give us our perspective here first, but I'll I'll talk to, I'll talk about Brian Stelter in a second, but again, perspective. Somebody emailed in, Hey, I love that you can make all this ugly stuff. seem more fun. Look, I've told you this before, and I'm going to tell you again. You're going to die one day. All right? Don't worry. It's going to be more uplifting than you think. You've got how long on this earth? I don't know. I, I don't know. If if we're lucky, 70, 80 years, 90 years. I, I might I, Look, I might have how old I am now. I might sign off the air tonight and get blasted by five semis on the way home today, and you never hear my voice again. And even, look, what's the difference in that either? 40 years, 80 years? You only have a short amount of time on this earth. God only gave you so much. Are you going to spend it miserable? Yeah. Okay. So our political situation in our country is a complete disaster. We are heading right into financial disaster. We're in international embarrassment. I get all that. Our president is a dementia patient. That sucks. That sucks. The vice president uh, had only one set of skills and she can't use that anymore once she's president. Now we're stuck once she becomes president. Look, I, I realize it's all bad. I, I get it. It's all bad. But isn't that kind of freeing? Isn't that kind of isn't that kind of liberating? Look, you can't do anything at this exact moment to fix it. Yeah, there's a ton of things we can do, and we talk about it all the time on the show. You need to become more of an activist, you need to run for local office, you need to do all these things. But even if we all do all these things, we're never in our lifetime going to see final victory over these people the fight the fight is our existence there are, there are two options for you only two you can quit you can quit and just you know give up the whole political thing or you can fight victory as of right now is not an option it's not before us we either fall in love with the grind and learn to be, laugh and enjoy ourselves during the grind we're going to be miserable. Yeah, it's a grind. Yeah, uh, our next 20, 30 years, they aren't going to look like the last 20 or 30 years. Our parents and grandparents grew up in different and probably better times than we're going to grow up in. Okay, life sucks. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, look, you could have been... But let's put ourselves in the shoes of other people. Uh, let's picture your in France. In France... In 1913. It's France. It's 1913. And you're an 18-year-old man. Maybe you just graduated high school, if that's what those French people do. In all seriousness, maybe you just graduated high school. Maybe you found yourself a French honey. Lord willing, she shaves her armpits. You guys are falling in love. Maybe you found a good job already. You're an apprentice somewhere. And life seems good. You got to... Good life going. And then wham, things happen. World War I breaks out and suddenly every single young man in France, including you, you are in the blink of an eye, marched off to fight in some of the worst fighting conditions in the history of mankind. The previous year, you were walking through a field with your honey, trying to sneak a kiss whenever she wasn't looking. Now, you're picking up your buddy's head. Life's tough sometimes. Life throws you curveballs. What are we going to do about it? We got to smile and keep on marching, don't we? Smile and keep on marching is the only choice we got. Now, that's enough of that good news. Let's go to some more good news. Brian Stelter, the CNN host, Brian Stelter, has the lowest rated month of 2021. He hasn't averaged 1 million viewers since March. That is a long way of saying Brian Stelter in his lame show. I don't even know what it's called on CNN is going down in flames. Now, this is normally the point where you would expect me to start blasting away at Brian Stelter specifically, but I don't really do that. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to simply explain this once again for everybody. Donald Trump was a lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of good, little bad, whatever. But he was a lot of things. But above all, Donald Trump was, from a media perspective, just from a media perspective, radio, TV, Donald Trump was interesting. Interesting. You don't know a single person who doesn't have a pretty strong opinion on Donald Trump. Everybody does. Love him, hate him. You have one, and everyone you know has a strong opinion on Donald Trump. When Donald Trump is on the television set, people can't take their eyeballs off him. When Donald Trump's on the radio, people tune in and listen. Now, what does this have to do with Brian Stelter? Well, here's what it has to do. Donald Trump was president for four years. His run for president was uber interesting, too. It was all they talked about. Remember, that was was the controversy. All the other Republican candidates in the field were frustrated. Donald Trump got all the airtime. Why? He was the most interesting. He was the one who stood out. So we've got five, six years of Donald Trump. What Donald Trump did was he created a media bubble unto himself. He was the American media for five or six years. What do I mean by that? Well, look, you get a primetime show on CNN. That's a big deal. It was a big deal. But you have to then take that show and draw eyeballs to it. Look, I'll tell you, I'm doing the radio version right now, and I have a TV show on the first every single night, 9 p.m. Eastern, but I'll use this example for me on the radio, (laughs) because what do I like talking about more than me? Uh, The Premier Networks, the largest syndicator in the country by a mile, they just signed me and gave me the 6 to 9 Eastern slot nationally on, well, like everywhere. Okay, that's great, right? That's an opportunity of a lifetime, but... You sit down in the chair, You're doing, I'm doing a radio show here, I better get your ears. And they want to see me getting your ears, and they're going to be tracking the numbers on it. If I sit down here, and I'm just picking a number, this is not correct obviously, but if I sit down here and there's a million listeners day one, and there are 500,000 after six months, it's going to be a short stint here in the chair. Now, don't worry, by the way, don't worry. The show is actually growing and growing really fast. Thank you. We're all fine. But that's just an example. Well, what happened with somebody like Stelter and a lot of people like him during Donald Trump's time, they got a false positive on the ratings. It looked like their show was highly rated. People were tuning in. People want to hear what Brian Stelter has to say. Nobody in America wants to hear what Brian Stelter has to say. They want to hear Brian Stelter whine about Donald Trump because they hate Donald Trump and they want to hear someone else echo their sentiments. Now, that's fine and good for four or five, six years when Trump is around. But the second Trump is gone, interesting is also gone. You're going to see a lot of change in the media landscape over the next, I would guess, four to eight years there will be brief bumps. And I'm talking about in your radio shows and your TV shows. You're going to see changes out there. When you see them, understand that that's what you're seeing. That's a lot of what you're seeing. So-and-so just wasn't interesting anymore. And you're going to see this a lot on the left. There'll be some of this on the right, too, I should mention. There, there are hosts, TV and radio hosts on the right, who, who knew that that, that Donald Trump was more interesting than they were. So it just became Donald Trump, the Donald Trump show every single show. Everything Donald Trump does is right. He is the second coming of Christ. And that'll keep you alive uh, and on the air for as long as Donald Trump's there. But once Donald Trump's gone, that ship has sailed. I used to tell people all the time during Trump's presidency, look, I don't care if you love Donald Trump. I don't care if you hate him. I thought he was an excellent president, but I don't care what your thoughts are on him. If you can't do a show without bringing up his name, you're going to be in very, very, very deep trouble when he's gone one day. You're going to see a media landscape change, especially because people have so many options now. So look, that wasn't me picking particularly on Stelter. He's just one of a million extremely untalented people in this business. They just weren't revealed until now when Donald Trump's gone, Brian. Go entertain people. Report, Joe Biden spending bill will lead to the loss of 5.3 million jobs and add $3.7 trillion to the debt. Oh, my word. This is from the Texas Public Policy Foundation. When I read for you the things that are in this I don't think you've heard this stuff before and buckle up for it. All right, so... Hang on, I'll tell you in a second. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly
8: Show. It is
4: the Jesse Kelly show. We got BK, our, our Air Force PJ special operations, super ninja BK coming up in about 10 minutes from now. And I have one or two stories I haven't gotten to yet. We're, we're chopping away at it here tonight on the Jesse Kelly show. But look, the Texas Public Policy Foundation, Yeah, you may not know who this group is. There are a million, a million scam groups out there politically. And yes, lots of them are ones you think you like and think you care about. They are designed simply to line the pockets of the people who head these groups. And I say this to you as somebody, remember, after I ran for Congress twice, I moved back to D.C. to be the director of development for for one of the various political groups. And when you do that, it's a small world. You get to know all the people from all the other groups. I was a bit shocked. You would be a bit shocked to find out the groups that really don't do anything, they send out emails, they make it seem like they're doing stuff, but really, what's the point of the group? It's to get the four or five guys at the top, the half million to a million dollars a year they make based on your donations, sending out emails saying they're going to save Social Security for you or something like that. That was a long way of saying Texas Public Policy Foundation is not one of those groups. I know I know the guys who run it personally, and they are, and I mean true believers, and they get there, and they they have really, really smart people, and they broke this thing down, and the headline was, Biden's spending bill, that's the $3.5 trillion bill they're trying to get passed right now, and it's up in the air, I don't know whether it is or not, will lead to a loss of 5.3 million jobs and $3.7 trillion in debt. Get this. This is the stuff that's in the bill. It's a $3.5 trillion Build Back Better Act. I love, who thought that was a good idea? (laughs) Who an idiot names these things? Anyway, top marginal income tax rates with federal, state, and local taxes over 65%. I just want to give everyone a brief heads up here before I move on to other things. I know a bunch of poor people. I know a bunch of rich people. My friends list runs the gamut. Uh, Rich people, they don't pay these kind of taxes no matter what you do. They move their money into safe places. They stop spending it. They stop investing it. They stop opening up a new shop, hiring new employees. They simply take their money and hide it. This crazy attitude out there that rich people, when they're handed new taxes, just kind of go, oh, well, I'll pay more. It's, it's insanity. That's not how it works at all. Moving on. Corporate tax rate up by a quarter to 26.5% for the third highest combined rate of 30.9% in the OECD. That's the, the modernized countries. Marginal tax rate increase of 13 percentage points on some households. Capital gains tax rate up by 25%. Multiple severe marriage penalties are imposed as if marriage isn't penalty enough. (laughs) What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. Effective tax rate on large estates before state and local taxes, 61%. Taxes raised on tobacco and vapor products primarily used by those earning less than 400000 over 20% raised. Capital gains tax increased, redistributing $6.2 trillion in government spending. It is, it is a list of the federal governments deciding they're going to blow money we don't have on every wish list item they've ever wanted and looking at the American taxpayer and just deciding they're going to suck the American taxpayer dry. That's what it is. It is the federal government looking at you and me like a hungry lion and we're the wounded antelopes out on the safari. $3.5 trillion is such an amazing amount of money. It's it's just We can't do it, and I don't want to. I don't want to be De- a Debbie Downer here. I will legitimately be pretty worried if this bill passes. I will be pretty worried if this bill passes because of how much stuff is in the bill. Uh, there's stuff in there that that it, it, look. IRS would track all bank transactions under or six hundred dollars or over six hundred dollars under the Biden plan. You understand that? It plans on, the Biden administration plans on beefing up the IRS by tracking all transactions over 600 bucks. Yes, yours. I don't mean the next guy around the street. I don't mean the big business. I mean, you're putting something big out there. They're going to track it. That is such an, an invasion of privacy and a violation of your constitutional rights And it comes at a time, keep in mind, this comes at a time when the federal government, the the real policy right now of the federal government is people on the right are the enemy. They are potentially domestic terrorists. They should be tracked from here to the end of time. This comes at a time when the FBI cannot be trusted. We already know the IRS cannot be trusted. The CIA cannot be trusted. The NSA. I mean, look, we gloss over this fact and I'm not just bringing this up again because he's my friend. The NSA spied on Tucker Carlson and then released his private communications to a media outlet. That just happened. You know how crazy that is? Do you know what's in your email, text messages, private messages? Are you ready for that boss to see that meme you sent your buddy? You sure you are? You know what happens if these organizations set their eyes on you and decide they're going to destroy you? How, who could they not destroy? Who doesn't have something out there? The, these times, I'm telling you, the things they have packed in this bill really are scary. And we may end up being reliant on nutballs like Ilhan Omar and AOC to sink the stupid thing. That's right. Pelosi's having a hard time corralling all the votes. They might be trying to sink the bill from the left. That's that's where we're at. We're relying on AOC. Oh, that's great. All right. We got BK coming up next. We're going to talk to him about Millie and Secretary Austin. He was one of these fancy super ninja types. He has thoughts, I'm sure. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show. What is that music? It's, it's, it's that DMX. This is a, what is wrong with BK joining me now. My buddy BK from the podcast. Uh, that is an outstanding podcast. I might point out world news with BK former Air Force PJ BK. This is a family show. We don't play DMX on this show. What's wrong with you?
12: Jesse, and yet you knew instantly who it was. The man oh, is an icon. I call oh, him the Shakespeare of our generation. Oh, and God. Just because you hate good music like <laughs> usual. That's what I'm going to go with every time. Rest in peace, DMX.
4: <laughs> oh, I forgot he died. He was relatively he young. How did he die? Wait, are we supposed to ask that? How did he die?
12: um you know i wanted it was some kind of it was some kind of illness i think i don't think it was covid but yeah he was relatively young but he he battled uh, he had some addiction problems for many years so okay really
4: yeah my my staff is telling me overdose so wow now i feel like a bad person go. we're just gonna move right along <laughs> from there okay bk you you heard a lot, all the hearing stuff today you heard joe biden say last month no one said to leave 2,500 troops. You saw McKenzie and Millie and all the rest of today say, hey, yep. we told him leave 2,500 troops. BK, it's a really big deal if the president's lying.
12: Yeah, Jesse, there's no doubt. I mean, of course he was told that this was going to happen. And. Of course, he did nothing about it. He was dead set on leaving. And, Jesse, I think you and I both agree that none of us wanted to stay in Afghanistan. It's been 20 years of futility. The Taliban controlled more territory than they did pre-9-11, even a year ago, before all this happened. It was just a morass. It was a quagmire going nowhere. Nobody is saying we should have stayed in Afghanistan. But the way they went about it was so stupid. I'm I'm reining myself in my usual profanity here because it was so obvious what was going to happen. I mean, me, Jesse, a guy sitting on his couch in his underwear during doing a weekly news podcast, albeit incredibly jacked and tan. Oh god! Six months ago, Jesse, I was saying this is going to be a Taliban country, and there's nothing you can do about it. And if I knew that. How come General White Rage Millie was like, "Oh no, nobody saw this coming," and I'm like, "Really? You didn't think that the Taliban was going to stomp all over the Afghan National Army once we left? They were doing it while we were there, for God's sakes. And as far as Joe Biden, he is obviously suffering from a severe like mental degradation. It's not a slam on him, Jesse. Father time comes from us, comes for us all, as I've often said. But he is, he's not. He probably doesn't even remember the conversation if we want to be charitable to the guy. But this is always going to happen. I'm glad we left. It could have been so easily done. You don't announce that you're leaving. You just start shuttling people out and keeping skeleton crews. I don't know. Maybe pile up all the weapons, drones, and armored vehicles in the desert somewhere and do a few airstrikes so they don't get fall into the hands of the Taliban. Obvious steps that should have been done were never done, and a simpleton could have seen this coming and done a better job these generals are incompetent, Jesse. They—I don't know what they are teaching now at West Point anymore. But my God, it's like once you hit like 05 and above, you're you're sent off to some school where you're brainwashed and everything except the effective war fighting. It's just really
4: shocking to me. Uh, BK, uh, so it is incompetence, right? Because I got to tell you, man, I I I think Millie is a lot of things, including uh, well, somebody who should be in the brig for that China nonsense. We'll get to that in a second but I don't assume he is a low-IQ individual. I, I am a low-IQ individual, and I knew Afghanistan was going to fall. Okay, so is it possible he's just a big, fat liar for some reason I'm not foreseeing here? Maybe. You know what? I, I
12: really don't know. You know, if you read the Pentagon Papers, that, that infamous study that was put out, Jesse, you know? by the Washington Post, and this was actually good journalism, you know? and they said part of this problem was that these the generals would go over there and they'd do their year tour and they'd say to the guy replacing them, nope, making progress, everything's looking good, here you go, I'm out of here. And they were just lying. They were lying from day one because in the military, as you know, you don't get promoted for telling the truth. You get promoted by telling the administration what they want to hear. And what they wanted to hear was, oh, yeah, we're turning around, we're turning the corner any day now, everything's going great. And they did that for 20 years. So Milley, to me, is just another guy who's a long, he's one link in that very long chain of 20-year officers who did lie, and they lied because they wanted to make general. That's what every officer wants to do once you get above the rank of 04, 05. Every officer wants to be a general, and you get general. Once you, once you pass 05, and for your listeners, if you don't know, I'm talking like colonel and above. Once you get to that position, it's more of a political position than a tactical success position, if you will. And so to me, Millie, maybe he wasn't lying, but he was just distracted by all the other nonsense going on, and this is the result of it. Sad to see.
4: Uh all right, explain this to me then, BK. How does the military fix itself? Because buddy, I I, I take a step back. I don't see a lot of W's unless you count the Gulf War that would lasted about twenty-four hours I don't see W since oh, I mean, I, I guess we can count Korea. That's a long time, man, and we're not posting wins. I don't think it's our our guys on the front lines. So clearly, we have a brass problem, do we not? Yeah,
12: I would agree with that, and it's also a political issue as well because if we Jesse, the guys on the front lines, as you said, there we they never lost like a major battle in combat. Uh, We were we would we would get the mission and you'd go in and you'd smoke the Taliban and maybe one of our guys would get wounded. We kill like 25 of theirs. And those battles were won on the front lines. But then it becomes a political issue because we're not willing to be the country that is ruthless, like, say, I don't know, the British in the 1800s when they swept around the world, killing everything in sight. We're just not going to do that as a 21st century power. We're not going to go in and raise an entire village and uh, send a message by killing all the women and children. And we're just not going to do that. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not going to win unless you're willing to, say, turn Afghanistan into the 51st U.S. state by colonizing it from top to bottom. You're not going to win there because it's a foreign culture. They have their own tribal identity politics over there. We tried to is the same thing in Iraq, you know, and you were there, Jesse. You remember how we tried to take all these guys from different tribes who didn't like each other, and we're all like, "Oh no, you're all Iraqi army (laughs) now. You're all gonna fight together." And they were like, "No, they're like, I don't like that guy." I mean, we would, I would be, I remember being Iraq. And there would be gunfights between the Iraqi army and the Iraqi police. <laughs> oh, 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 and you're gosh. like, what the hell is going on over here? It was just unbelievable. So completely foreign culture, Jesse.
4: Okay, BK. Well, that sounds to me like a really big deal if we simply don't have the mentality to win wars anymore. And everything you just said is right. Uh, the last major one we won was World War II, and that was when we were willing to bomb cities to, to power. Right. And if we're not there, then we, what, can't win wars now? I, 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 would, I, would,
12: I would stipulate that, yes, that's the deal. Unless you want to be utterly ruthless, then you're not. And after 9-11, the country was united like never before, and we went in there and we quickly destroyed the Taliban. And to me, that should have been it. We ran them out of power, maybe leave behind a few advising forces, but that should have been it for U.S. involvement. Because once you get involved in these long, grueling war campaigns – Then it's just a no win situation. And we've got decades and decades of history to back that up. And yet, what did we do? We ignored those decades of history. And we're like, no, 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 this time is different because I'm smarter now. These generals are like, I'm smarter than the guys previous. They didn't know how to win Vietnam. They didn't know how to win in Iraq. I'm going to show them in Afghanistan. And we just made the same mistakes all over again.
4: He is BK. He's the host of the World News with BK Podcast, former Air Force PJ. BK, really quick, we only got 30 seconds. What are you having for dinner? What gross health food are you eating tonight? Uh, I'm going to
12: go straight roast chicken and green beans, so not too bad. I'm not going to carb load at all because I'm trying to get even more shredded than I actually Uh. am, which is very tough, Jesse, because now I have... About two or three ab veins are Ugh. snaking down into my crotch. It's, it's breathtaking, along with the tan. It's a total package,
4: Jesse. You know what? I want to go. I want to go. He is the host <laughs> of World News with BK Podcast. Thank you, my brother. All Thanks, right. Jesse. I will take your calls finally next. 877 And we have to talk about Moses under attack. Chris is up in arms. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show, and I can't even tell you how much I enjoy getting to speak to customer service people who are based in the United States of America. Gosh. Switching to pure talk for my mobile, best decision I've ever made in my life. One, they're CEOs of Vietnam vet Two, the money savings. I mean, I've had Verizon. I've had AT&T. I just had T-Mobile. Average family saves over $800 a year with Pure Talk, and you're not sacrificing coverage. They're on the same network. Uh, And they make it so easy when you're on the phone with them. (laughs) It really is nice. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. You have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Pure Talk. All we right, We'll get to your calls. We'll get to Moses under attack. Yikes. That's not a surprise. All right, Todd in the Woodlands. Todd, I have no doubt in my mind you know the rules. Todd, go.
5: Roger that. Hey, Mom says hi. Uh, no garlic jokes. Anyhow, mm-hmm. Millie is a putz, and I am a former e 4 specialist in the Army. I'll tell you right now. That guy needs to resign. I have given his face. I'd let him know it, and I could be in the Army, and I would just let him have it. I tell you what, man, I love your show. I'm so glad for your success. Yeah, if people haven't heard about you, they need to hear about you. I preach you to everybody. Dude, in the hoodlands, it's, well, what can I say? It's the hoodlands <laughs> up here in the north side of Houston. I was there when you hit the ground running, and I am so glad to know that you're getting nationwide and live. Well, I screwed up the top, you know, thing. But, dude, keep up what you're doing. You're doing awesome. uh, And, you know, dude, I I, I don't know what else to say there, Oracle, Samurai. Just keep doing what you're doing, brother.
4: Look, I appreciate it, Todd, and I appreciate the fact that you're man enough to come on the show and admit that you weren't man enough to join the Marine Corps. Oh,
7: dude, I, 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 I was too fat.
4: <laughs> <I'm so laughs> be sorry, good, man. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. All right, hang on a second. Moses stripped from a film title to avoid offending the communist China's communist regime. A Chinese filmmaker has announced their soon-to-be-released film Moses on the Plane has been renamed Fire on the Plane, which was done to uh, uh, avoid offending the Chinese government. The film's director, Zhang Ji, who also, man, the chances that I nailed that one are so small, so small, who is also a cinematographer, made the announcement from the Beijing International Film Festival. Look, I'm not going to go into all the details of this. Obviously, Chris is quite upset about Moses being besmirched like that. Um, I think American Jews and Christians and, frankly, American Muslims I think we probably all take we all take it for granted how free we are here to worship as we please. I look I know I do. We are free here to worship as we please. You remember what, what the stories we got about the Taliban as soon as they took over in Afghanistan, they were going around house to house knocking on doors, they're checking on people's phones to see if they had a Bible app on it and if they did dead. You've never lived in that environment before. I've never lived in that environment before. Uh, In China right now, you have a Bible study. You have an underground, Jack, with the doors locked, and you don't put up a notice on Facebook for all your girls to come over and bring some tea and cookies when you come. You stay real quiet about it, or they never see you again. And... Part of the reason I rail so hard against communism is this is how it always is. This is what communism always is. Remember, you cannot serve two gods, and the communists understand that better than anybody else. It's always been one of the first things they attack everywhere they take over, whether it's Spain, the Soviet Union, China, you name it. The communists take over and they know, okay, where where are the religious institutions? And it's not just limited to Christianity or Islam or Judaism. When Mao was tearing through China, he was tearing down the Buddhist temples. Tearing down the Buddhist temples in a Buddhist nation. The communist does not allow for other gods. And I think every now and then it doesn't hurt for us to count our blessings, right? Doesn't hurt at all. Count your blessings right now. You can worship or not worship as you please. Jesse, I'm a new listener to your show. I'm severely impressed. Thanks for what you do. I mean, I can hardly blame you there. I mean, I could read the rest of the email, but that's the most important part, Chris. (laughs) I don't like to pay people who hate America either. I I was, he's referencing how I've tried to be better. Actually, I am better, but I'm still not perfect about where I spend and don't spend my money. I I do try to be more purposeful at all times with where I spend and don't spend. I was so lax about that forever. I was always that guy. Oh, I don't care. I'm not going to stop watching the NBA. I love hoops. I, I was always that guy. I'm not that guy anymore. Am I still spending money places I shouldn't? Undoubtedly. I mean, that's what happens when you're surrounded by everywhere in the culture that hates you. But I'm trying to be better. Uh, why do you think I talk to you about companies like uh, Pure Talk, the patriotic companies? Why do you think I talk to you about MyPillow? Uh, they love the country. I try to be purposeful. I know you're trying to. And And, and look, you're not perfect yet. I know you're not. I'm not perfect. Okay, well, I kind of am. But I mean, when it comes to what, Chris? When it comes to the spending, I'm not perfect yet. Can't we improve? Anyway, back to the email. He says, I don't like to pay people who hate America either. But yesterday, I took my son to a New York Giants game. I saw in the end zone above the Giants trademark, end racism. So I guess mission accomplished since so many players on both teams were black. Look, I've told you before. I don't tell you how to live your life. I don't tell you how to spend your money. I don't tell you how to spend time. You know, you took your son to a Giants game. Is that more important than anything else? Probably that experience with your son. So I'm not dogging on you at all. And I actually, as everyone knows, I'm a lifelong Giants fan. I haven't turned on a game in a couple years and I used to be obsessive guy. I could tell, I could name you every player on the roster, even the backups. I was that guy. I haven't watched a down of Giants football in a couple of years and have no intention of doing so. I don't watch the NFL anymore. I don't support people who hate my country. I do not. You wanted to be Black Lives Matter. You wanted to take a steaming dump on America for a couple of years. You wanted to bunch of spool brats out there getting paid a fortune to go play a sport, and yet you don't have an ounce of gratefulness for any of it. You don't even have a tiny bit in your body that says, I'm blessed. I'm blessed for this opportunity. I'm blessed to be here. You're not getting my money. You're not getting my TV ratings. I'm not going to pay for a ticket. I ain't buying a hot dog at the concession stand. I have other things I can do with my time. I am done with that garbage. I am done with it. I don't watch the NBA. I don't watch the NFL. I am out. Absolutely out. Go, enjoy your Black Lives Matter flags and racism. Bunch of spoiled, ungrateful brats. All right. There is a hustle, and then there is what this guy pulled off. I am impressed. Hang on. the jesse kelly show we're gonna get to the greatest hustle i've seen in a while in just a second remember you can email the show anything you want jesse at jesse jesse at jesse everything is welcome your love your hate your death threats your ask dr jesse questions for friday all is welcome here but i do i do i, I try to do the best i can Not to be a bad person. But obviously, I failed at that. I'm a terrible human being. But I try to never say, I told you so. But I constantly find myself saying, I told you so. That's part of being the great Jesse the Oracle Kelly, Chris. (laughs) In all seriousness. remember, Remember back when pandemic started and I told you, told everybody, uh... Lock down the economy? Are you out of your mind? That's—they're never going to stop. What are you? They don't even have the authority to do that. Are you, why is everyone okay with this? Stop! Stop! What's wrong with you guys? And nobody listened, including the president. And I, I can tell you now—I wasn't allowed to tell you then—the president was being handed the things I was saying every day. So I know he saw. No one listened. Okay. And how I kept telling everybody throughout the pandemic. This is not about coronavirus. This is about power and control. And they're never, ever, 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 ever going to let you go until you make them stop. And even so many of my friends on the right, pundits and politicians alike on the right, they would say things to me like, Jesse, just that's not true. I just... Look, I, I'm going to get I'm going to get whatever they tell me to get. Just I miss I miss going to concerts. I want to go to restaurants. I want Look, if I just get the vaccine, then I'm going to be able to live my life. All right, I'm going to get a double vaccine and then I'll be able to live my life. And I kept telling them. I said, "You actually believe that? Are you nuts? These people are all lying to you. They they want control and power. They don't care about you. You think they're ever going to let you live again?" Uh, yes, Jesse, stop being a conspiracy theorist. And here's the CDC director from yesterday.
3: Are masks with us for a long, long time, years? Forever? Well,
10: what we do know um, right now from the Delta variant is for people who have had two doses of the vaccine, they still need to wear their masks In the rare case that they might be a breakthrough infection. We absolutely are having studies that are starting now so that we can assess if after your booster shot, if you were to get a breakthrough infection, whether you can still transmit. Our hope is no. And we'll absolutely be doing those studies. Once we have those studies, I do hope that with disease transmission coming down, community transmission coming down
4: down we will one day be able to get rid of those masks oh believe me she really hopes one day they'll get rid of the masks don't worry don't worry they're just studies they're on this they're doing studies and when they're and look you know obviously you're just a peasant i'm just a peasant so we can't fully understand that the masks they protect you from coronavirus except even though you're wearing the mask you have to get a vaccine and once you get the vaccine, you'll be protected from coronavirus. And now you got the vaccine. Now you have to wear the mask to protect you from coronavirus. Are you starting to see the game yet? I mean, look. What can I do? What can I do to my friends? And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to all these writers and TV pundits and radio pundits. I, I, I'm holding their hands. I mean, not weird. I'm not making it weird. I, this is we're not we're talking figuratively here. I'm holding their hands and I'm taking them behind the stage at the puppet show. And I'm showing them the puppet master and I'm showing them the strings, and still they just walk right out front and say, I can't believe that puppet moves on its own like this. Don't you see? Can't you see yet what this is? They're telling you, they're showing you every day the people who are abusing you right now, the people who are pushing the coronavirus panic all over the place, they have no vested interest, zero, in this pandemic ever ending, ever. They never want it to end. Think for a moment. Think what coronavirus has done for these people. Uh, it's September 28th. Do I have that right on my watch? Yep. September 28th. Year and a half, two years ago. You're a political person. You're listening to right wing talk radio right now. Did you know the name Anthony Fauci? No, of course you didn't. Now everyone knows his name across the world. He's getting magazine covers and medals He's going to have book deals. He's one of the most famous people on the planet. Two years from now, or two years ago, was Donald Trump's re-election even in doubt? No, it was a virtual guarantee. Why? Because sitting presidents with good economies get re-elected every single time. Does Joe Biden hate coronavirus? Does Nancy Pelosi hate coronavirus? Does the mayor of San Francisco hate coronavirus? Does the governor of California hate coronavirus? Think about this. You can act like people are fed up. You're fed up. I'm fed up. The governor of California just destroyed his own state's economy, carpet bombed his state's schools, and violated his own coronavirus rules repeatedly, And promptly dominated his recall election campaign. None of these people have any interest in letting you go. They promised you. They promised you. Just wear a mask and it'll go away. And then it was just get a vaccine, it'll go away. Get your double vaccine dose, it'll go away. And it's not going away. Can't you see?
6: Are masks with us for a long, long time,
3: years, forever? Well,
10: what we do know um, right now from the Delta variant is for people who have had two doses of the vaccine, they still need to wear their masks in the rare case that they might be a breakthrough infection. We absolutely are having studies that are starting now so that we can assess if after your booster shot, if you were to get a breakthrough infection, whether you can still transmit. Our hope is no, and we'll absolutely be doing those studies. Once we have those studies, I do hope that with disease transmission coming down, community transmission coming down we will one day be able to get rid of those masks
4: can't you see the strings taking you to the puppet show can't you see the strings
8: a person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information the facts tell nothing to him Uh, even if I shower him with information with, with authentic proof with documents with pictures even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it.
4: That, of course, is our mentor on this show, the great Yuri Bezmanov, the former KGB agent who defected over to Canada in 1984. Or he defected before that, but in 1984, he sat down and gave that interview and simply laid out for everybody exactly what's happening in America you can't make some people see the truth anymore. People will deny reality until the end of time just so they don't have to acknowledge the real world they live in. Email. Wow, Jesse, you mentioned Pol Pot in S21 last week on your show. I started doing some digging and was dismayed to find out that although I was in elementary school at the time, we were never taught anything about this in school. It was over by the time I started junior high and then on to high school, and still we were never taught about this at all. Thank you for sharing the history info. Keep it coming. I wonder why I get so many emails like this when I bring up communist regimes and horrible communist atrocities. By the way, S21 for people who don't know. That was one of the very. That was one of the prisons in Pol Pot's communist regime. It was by far the worst of the prisons. It was actually it used to be a schoolhouse, and the communists converted it to this horrible torture center where the lucky prisoners killed themselves. I believe now I'm going to mess these numbers up because I'm doing this on the fly. I think fourteen thousand people went through there. They think, and I think six made it out alive. I, and. Once they were done torturing you at S21, they would take you to a separate site to execute you. Only times were tight because communists, of course, ruined their economies. So instead of shooting you, they didn't want to waste the bullets. They would either slash you or beat you to death. That's communism. Now, again, I come back to the email. I wonder why I get so many emails like this. I was never taught this in school. Jesse, I never learned about this communism in in school. Jesse, this communist story you told, I never learned about it in school. It's weird how you didn't learn that in school. But I bet you learned all about what happened to the Indians in America in school. I bet you learned all about slavery. I bet you learned all about civil rights. And And yet you didn't emerge from school with a great base of knowledge on how absolutely barbaric communism is. I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. It's almost as if your entire education, our entire education system in this country is occupied by communists.
8: Demoralization, it takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy Exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism.
4: Be careful what your kids are learning in school. Now, Oxford Gold Group. I, when I tell you I trust them, I'll tell you this much. This morning, this morning, put my father in touch with Oxford Gold Group, my own dad. That's how much I love this company. That's how much I trust this company. They will take care of you. Call 833-995-GOLD. Whatever your interest is, whatever your level of interest is, whatever, however much gold you're thinking about buying, call Oxford Gold Group. They will put hard assets, real gold gold. On your front doorstep, they will deliver real gold to your front door. So no matter what this coming economic disaster looks like, you always have tangible value in your hands. Call them now. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah.
3: The Jesse Kelly Show. Go on, take run.
4: It is The Jesse Kelly Show, and it's funny you should mention that, Chris, because how about a hustle on this guy? A museum says they gave an artist $84,000 in cash to use in artwork. You know what he delivered them? He delivered them 2 Blank canvases entitled them both. Take the money and run. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> I mean, that's wrong. Kids don't steal, but that—that's still hilarious. That's—I don't know why I take joy out of artists, weirdo artists being treated this way. But gosh, artists are some of the oddest people in the world, and maybe this is maybe there's some latent jealousy or something inside of me because none of the Kellys have any artistic talent at all, and I mean none of us. We can't sing. None of a none of us can dance. We can't draw. We can't we can't play musical instruments. We are not an artistic people. I know you're going to find that shocking, but it's it's not good. It's not good at all. What, Chris? Chris, I know I can shoot. Shooting is not an artistic talent, Chris. I Yeah, mowing people down is not considered an art. What is wrong with you? It's I mean, it's more fun than anything else. I'll quit. Quit. All right. Now before I move on to the other stories, of which there are several I haven't gotten to yet. This I've fallen a little bit behind on my stated goals. I do think it's important we hear from Millie when it comes to China because you remember Millie he went on record apparently with an author and Millie said uh I called China I called my Chinese counterpart and I said I will give you a heads up before we attack this took place when he was the chairman of the joint chiefs under Trump and I mean that's that's sedition that that's that's federal prison, pal, probably for the rest of your life.
6: Millie doesn't seem sorry about it. With respect to the Chinese calls, I am specifically directed to communicate with the Chinese by Department of Defense guidance, the policy dialogue system. These military to military communications at the highest level are critical. The specific purpose of the October and January calls were generated by concerning intelligence which caused us to believe the Chinese were worried about an attack on them by the United States. I know, I am certain, that President Trump did not intend to attack the Chinese, and it is my directed responsibility, and it was my directed responsibility by the Secretary to convey that intent to the Chinese. My task at that time was to de-escalate My message, again, was consistent. Stay calm, steady, and de-escalate. We are not going to attack you.
4: Okay, that that doesn't answer the question at all. The accusation is Millie told China he'd give them a heads up if they were going to be attacked. That's not even sedition. That's high treason. One. Two... The escalating situation? What escalating situation? I don't care if you hate Donald Trump. That's not what we're talking about here. Donald Trump was the least invasive foreign policy guy we've had at president and, well, I mean, since what? Eisenhower? Before then? Donald Trump was the guy who didn't want to be all over the place. War with China? What is he talking about? And I think we need to stay on this for just a moment. What is he talking about? Well, here's what he's talking about. The truth is the people who run our country at the highest levels, they sit around and they read the Washington Post. They watch CNN at night. They read the New York Times. You want to believe. I want to believe that he, no, no, he's got some some secret intelligence or something like that. Secret intelligence. He believes what every wingnut left-wing blogger believes. Tr- Trump's about to nuke China. What? What What are you talking about? That's not grounded in any reality at all. And if the chairman of the Joint Chiefs is not, in, not grounded in reality at all, if he's also out in cuckoo left-wing communist la-la land, What does that mean for us as a nation? What does it mean if our United States military, if our FBI, CIA, NSA, if they're all just a bunch of left wing kooks now who reside permanently in left wing la la land? Could we even win a war? Are you sure we have a good military? Oh, Don't get me wrong, I, I have no doubt you respect our troops, you love our veterans, and our guys on the ground are better than anyone else simply because they just have better training, better diet. or just Our, our tip of the spear guys are better than everyone else. Our infantry guys, they're, they're the best. But you know the old saying, it is better an army of donkeys led by a lion than an army of lions led by a donkey? What if we have a bunch of donkeys in charge? And I mean, this testimony. So I'll play you something out of Lloyd Austin here in just a second. What if, what if all the senior leadership in our military is broken and left wing and cuckoo for cocoa puffs? You understand that means we can't win a war, right? I mean, sure, we can beat up on Yemen or somebody, but a significant war, we would not be able to be. We would not be able to win. Are you sure we're the best military in the world? I'll play you some Lloyd Austin audio and I'll take some phone calls. 87-37-4373. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly show. And, and look, I'm going to move on from this because we got a bunch of other stuff that I still haven't gotten to today, but don't look at all the stories that are still left. Chris, I we have a bunch of stuff I haven't gotten to today, but, are you sure we're a good military still? Are you positive about it? Here's, here's the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, and not only is this the Secretary of Defense, this man before he was Secretary of Defense is a highly, highly decorated man.
11: And we're still working to get Americans out who wish to leave. And we did not get out all of our Afghan allies enrolled in a special immigrant visa program.
4: We left Americans behind. We left Americans behind. Our military guys did that. Hey, we're out. Good luck, all. Are you sure we're a good military still? All right. I promised you a phone call or two. Remember the rules. No highs. No how are you's. Get right to your point. Go. Jose in Colorado. Fire away, brother.
5: Question for you, Jesse, on the national divorce uh, question here. Uh, first, I stick with what Carol said, so I'm not going to repeat it, but because I believe that this has been tried before in the past, and, and it led right here in the United States, and it led to, you know, horrific consequences in the events that, that happened later. Uh, I'll let you speak of that, but, you know, my question is, what is different now that would, if we have this national divorce, that it would not lead to the same outcome?
4: great phone call and that's a, it's a great question it's a great question because he's right i mean that's what the civil war was remember because everything is so dumbed down and simplified in america what most people understand about the civil war is north good south bad block that, that, that's all you get that's all you get the civil war is an extremely complicated affair extremely complicated affair with angels and demons and a mixture of angels and demons on both sides. And it was years and years and years before the civil war kicked off. This fight was ruined. It's part of the reason Texas didn't become a state until later than it should have been. Texas didn't want to be the Republic of Texas. Texas wanted to be part of America and America said, ah, no thanks. We're good. Why? Because if Texas had joined America at that time it, it, Texas would have been one of the slave states, and it would have tilted the balance of the country, b- the, tilted the balance of the U.S. Congress towards the slave states. And the same fights were going on, you know, when they were trying to bring other states into the union. Hey, should we bring this state in? Ooh, no, that's an anti-slave state. I just mean it's a long, complicated affair that ended up in something horrible and absolutely horrible. And, and if you're if you're at all interested in the Civil War, and even if you're not. <coughs> Allow me to actually point you towards a complete communist to educate you on it. On top of all the great books out there, there are great books by uh, by not a communist, Shelby Foote. If you just want to sit and enjoy something, the best documentary I've ever seen in my life by a mile is Ken Burns' Civil War documentary. Now, he's a nutball now, but he really lays it out very, very, very well for people. The Civil War. Yes, Chris, he's the one with the fake hair. It looks really bad. Yeah, same Same guy, same guy. But back back to his question, how would it be any different now? Here's what I think. and Well, I shouldn't say what I think. Here's what I hope. Because Jose made a great point. Here's what I hope. <clears throat> I hope we're so sick of each other by this point that we want a divorce. That we want a divorce. And I'm not naive. I don't think the communists want to let us go. But the truth is there is something they have never been able to pull off that is absolutely necessary for them to do everything they'd like to do to us. What is that? They never disarmed us. They never disarmed us. The people who think like you think, whether you specifically have them or not, the people who think like you think, they have a lot of guns. They have a lot of ammunition. Remember remember the private firearm ownership numbers in America and how staggering they are. I've told you this before. Private firearms ownership in America it's bigger than every law enforcement agency and the entire American military combined. We have that much we have that much in guns and ammunition in this country. It's a staggering amount. Now, I don't want to make this too brutal, but you know, we, we try to give it to you right between the eyes here on the show. They simply do not have a big enough monopoly on force to do everything to us they want to do. Why do, I talk, why do I talk about a national divorce? And it's not that I think it'll happen. I just hope it would happen because they really want us to do this stuff and they want to control us, but dang it, they just can't make us. We, we don't want to live with these people. I brought it up yesterday. California just passed a law that will allow children to undergo gender transition treatments without their parents' knowledge or approval. If you're somebody who believes that's anything but barbaric, it's not that I disagree with you. It's that I disagree with you and I don't want to live on the same planet as you, let alone the same country. We don't share anything in common anymore. I'm horrified by these people. They are equally horrified by me. I'm not naive. I understand that I am an absolute bloodthirsty barbarian to them. I get that. Fine. Why don't we just go our separate ways? Why don't we agree to disagree and we'll go our separate ways? Again, I want to play the CDC director for you here. If you're the type of person who listens to this and you've gotten your vaccines and double vaccines and yet you still have your mask on and your five-year-old has a mask on i mean i don't want to live with you are masks with us for a long long
3: time years forever well
10: what we do know um, right now from the delta variant is for people who have had two doses of the vaccine they still need to wear their masks in the rare case that they might be a breakthrough infection we absolutely are having studies that are starting now so that we can assess if after your booster shot if you were to get a breakthrough infection whether you can still transmit our hope is no and we'll absolutely be doing those studies once we have those studies i do hope that with disease transmission coming down community transmission coming down we will one day be able
4: to get rid of those masks if you're the type of person who thinks that stuff's okay we're just never going to get along we're just never going to get along we're two different people all right we're moving on here i'm falling a little behind i got some stories to get to and i'm going to knock these out now <laughs> all right with 13 months until the midterms 14 senators mum on if they're running or four senators mum on if they're running for re-election i went to community college okay sometimes i don't read the words right Chuck Grassley is one of them, and I actually don't mind Chuck. I don't love him. He's one of these old GOP dinosaur types, but he is 88 years old. 88 years old. Chuck, I maybe time to hang up the spurs, but Senator Ron Johnson, Senator John Thune, he's been completely useless. He can go ahead and retire. And Senator Lisa Murkowski. Now, some of this stuff is old age, looking at you, Chuck, and some of this stuff is very, very good. Lisa Murkowski in Alaska is a complete and utter disaster, and I think she may be seeing the writing on the wall that she could be in serious trouble. You're going to get retirements coming up towards the midterms you didn't see coming simply because it's better to say, I'm retired, than to step up and say, I can't win re-election. All these people have egos. All of them do. Not that I would know anything about that, but these people have huge egos, Chris. (laughs) That's nothing the Shogun would understand. All right. We're going to get to headlines I didn't get to. Hang on.
2: Missed out? Catch up. jessekellyshow.com
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, yes, as you can imagine, we have a huge show planned tomorrow. What is planned? I actually have no idea. I just made that whole thing up. We don't plan our shows ahead of time, but you know it'll probably be fun. What, well, it'll be fun. <laughs> if you have if you have anything you'd like to say to me, email jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, love, hate, death threats, they're all welcome All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them all out. I read every single one of them. I won't respond to you. I get way too many, and I'm a very rude person. Now it's time for headlines I didn't get to. Arizona audit could not find the identity of 86,391 voters. They don't appear to exist. Hmm. Joe Biden won the state of Arizona by a little over 10,000 votes. I mean, are we going to talk about this? What, what are we going to do? Because they're still looking into this audit now. Arizona's AG is looking into this audit. That We're way out of wingnut territory here. What are we going to do if Arizona, a major U.S. state, I realize they're all major, but a U.S. state... What are we going to do if Arizona decertifies their election? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What what are we going to do if all this turned out to actually be a sham? Eesh. Headline. Obama calls open borders unsustainable and migrant crisis heartbreaking. Okay, well, what does that mean? Obama was always, he was so good. I'm actually thrilled to have Biden over Obama. Biden is is a half functional adult and therefore not nearly as capable uh, as manipulating the truth as Barack Obama. Obama was so good at making himself sound like some middle of the road reasonable guy when really he was an America hating full-blown communist From the second he walked into the Oval Office, and he always sounded so reasonable, right? I mean, unsustainable. Heartbreaking. Oh, it sounds to me like he's on it. And you know the average voter. The average voter out there is thinking, oh, nice. He cares. Oh, please. He's he's loving all this. Headline. Governor Abbott bypasses Biden on life-saving antibody care, obtains doses for Texas outside of the ration. I still think it's amazing the federal government is rationing monoclonal antibody treatments. Uh, Monoclonal antibody treatments have been saving lives of people who got COVID since, well, since they started getting COVID. The Biden administration, they're rationing those to the red states. Eek. Don't think our communists are any different than communists have always been. Headline. Outspoken Marine officer who went viral blasting military leaders o- over Afghanistan is jailed. Look, Stuart Scheller is his name. We are digging into details of all this, but I do think it's pretty revealing That all the politicians and generals who lied for 20 years while people were dying, they all have fancy houses and fancy pensions and fancy boats. The one guy who's going to go to jail over the whole thing is a lieutenant colonel who stepped up and said, all this is wrong. Headline, FBI says murder rate increased nearly 30% in 2020. Hmm. I just... I want everyone to go ahead and pause for a moment and reflect on every friend, pundit, politician, athlete, actor who were walking around with Black Lives Matter hashtags and Black Lives Matter t-shirts and Black Lives Matter written across the court. This is a direct result of Black Lives Matter street activism resulting in the defunding of police forces across the United States of America. That's right. Black Lives Matter is responsible for more black deaths in just the last year alone than the KKK has amassed in decades. But I hope you enjoyed your hashtags. Headline. Washington University creates segregated housing specifically for black students well certainly looks like we're moving forward well in this country headline teen who ran over six cyclists outside of houston walks free as he should headline no i'm kidding don't run over any cyclists just yell at them on the way by for thinking they own the road cyclists move over All right, you're not in the Tour de France. Stop screwing up traffic for everybody and move over so cars can pass. Well, it's safer if there's 10 of us in line. Yeah, that's why you get driven over by a 16-year-old. Headline, Governor Gavin Newsom makes universal vote by mail permanent in California. It's so weird how many Democrats love voting by mail and how... How they want to make this a permanent thing for not only California, for the entire country. I mean, gosh. And when you think about Joe Biden exempting the U.S. Postal Service from the vaccine requirement and they really love the voting by mail, it almost seems like I could put two and two together. And, man, I hate to say it. You don't think they, you don't think they have any nefarious plans for that, do you? No. Georgia opens probe into drop box ballots in chain of custody in a large Democrat county. Oh, you didn't think Arizona was the only one out there with some investigations going on and they look to be really, really not good. And again, I'll pair this back with the headline. Governor Gavin Newsom makes universal mail-in voting permanent. Oh, none of these are connected, I'm sure. Headline. Joe Biden, my $3.5 trillion agenda costs $0. I actually admire this. I think Republicans have to start acting this way. I think you say exactly what you want to say. And when you're going to just blast blatant lying propaganda out there, don't make it a little lie. Make it a big one. Don't say, well, my $3.5 trillion agenda is going to cost, you know, $100. Say, it's not going to cost a dime. (laughs) We paid for everything. If you're going to tell a lie, make it a doozy, huh? All right. We have a big show planned for you tomorrow, even though we haven't planned anything. That's all.